1: Place maybe not just in the personal life. How about those work relationships? Is it okay if, if you don't have things in common?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Totally. I mean, yeah, I think the biggest thing is, you know, it, it's up to leadership. Um, you know, at one point, preferably when you're starting the company, but let's face it, it doesn't always happen that way. To say, hey, these are the, this is the company culture. And when we interview you and or train you, we're going to, we need you to align, you no, know, not comply with, not be, but align with the company values. And if you candidate or employee say, no, these are not my values, then you're not going to be successful here. Um, you know, the, the final thing that I want to say about, you know, empowering uh, people, it, it's, it's not about putting people in charge. It's about supporting employees. And it's about supporting, or, or don't even take the word employees, it's just about supporting other people and making it safe for other people to be different and show their whole, their whole self. As long as they're not a jerk, then they can't show that self. Um, they have to you know, feel safe to be different And that you, um, their coworker, their leader, their manager, their partner in life, support them in that process.
1: And Leslie, if you want to carry on with that, that's good to go. I'm going to throw a spin on it, though, for you at the same time, which also kicks off one more time around the room at the same time here with that and the, and the relationship aspect, building those relationships and springboarding from what Wendy said. Is there a certain aspect of controlling or micromanaging that we might have to factor in when we're consulting with an organization to make sure that they're not going too far? Because if you micromanage, you break trust, right?
0: Mm -hmm. And if you empower too much, you might break trust.
1: Ooh, how so?
0: Well, if you, if there are no boundaries or controls or goals or results, any of those things, if they're not working towards something, then you've got chaos. Then you, um, you know, then, then everybody's running it. and you're almost leading from a, a, Um, a laissez-faire perspective, where it's leadership by all versus leadership from the leader. But I want to go, if I can, I want to go back to an example real quick uh, about um, differences. I was working with a guy who joined a team and uh, he was in a leadership position on the team and um, he just wasn't connecting with his team at all. And um, he's like, uh, they don't like me. And he was pretty confident guy in general, but there just was there was a disconnect here. And, you know, they don't like me, they don't want me to be around, I don't feel comfortable, all of these things. So we started um, talking about differences and kind of got to the point where we actually have more in common than we have different from each other. And if you, you know, if you look at differences, we act, the differences are usually small. We have so much more in common. So I challenged him to get to know this team, his peer team, and really connect with them and see if there was some way he could find something in common with each person. And what he found with the, two, the three people that were, he was most disconnected with was different sports. One loved hockey, one loved football, one loved basketball. This guy loved sports in general. So he was able to find a common factor where he had something he could then talk about. And then that made the relationship real so they could talk about business. And I know it seems really s- small, oh, wow. but it grew, it grew into something much larger where he was feeling like he had nothing he could give. He's like, I, I'm in the wrong place. I need to look for another job. You know, there's all these things kind of happening in his world. And just, just going to find common ground was really powerful. So I
1: think I went way off topic. I'm sorry. No, no, that was fantastic. It was a beautiful example. It really was. Hey, I'd like to just open the floor real quick. Um, Any thoughts, comments on the day? I know that we had some some questions we didn't just get to quite yet. Wendy, what are your thoughts and some questions that you may have for Ashley and Leslie? Uh, Well, you know, one of my questions is for.
2: I I want our audience to know, like, how can we help them? So, you know, Leslie, uh, Ashley, and then I'll I'll go, you know, at the end, what kind of companies do you work with? What do you do? And then how can people reach you as well? Uh, We all deal with empowering and trust, but it's all different. And so we might be able to help somebody out there just by, you know, connecting with us on LinkedIn or or whatever it might be. So, uh, Ashley, if you want to go first.
3: Sure, glad to. Um, yeah, so you can connect with me on social media at Ashley A S H L E Y T Brundage B R U N D A G E. You can also search Empowering Differences and find me there as well. Um, but uh, but yeah, my my. My company um, kind of moves in a lot of different spaces. I produce my own leadership and empowerment conference. It's going to be November 12th through the 17th. So you definitely want to sign up to be there on the voyage of empowerment, uh, launching from the spaceport (laughs) in Florida um uh in partnership with the uh, royal caribbean cruise lines and oh it's
1: on a boat yes it is <laughs> you said spaceport i got all crazy i'm thinking tesla rockets the whole nine
3: <laughs> i mean it's so close yet yeah, so far
1: um <laughs> uh, but
3: uh but yes we- we'll be launching the voyage from at sea <laughs> at sea Yes, uh, which is a good thing because sometimes you do have to, like we were talking about earlier, you have to remove yourself sometimes to find that empowerment journey. So that's why the Voyage of Empowerment floats on a hotel (laughs) at sea. But yeah, I'm excited about that. I do some consulting uh, for smaller organizations to help them build a DEI program uh, because I did that for PNC Bank for several years. And, um, and then I do that leadership cohort over my technical um, solution online. Um, and, and then I do some speaking engagements JC, you've, you've seen me in action a little bit, <laughs> but yeah, that's a little bit of a basis of what my organization does. And I'm always excited to learn more about what other
1: people do. Leslie, over to you.
0: Yeah, so at Miserat Coaching, coaching, um, we do mostly coaching with a little bit of leadership development. So I spend probably about 40% of my time in dare to lead programming. I'm a certified dare to lead facilitator with Brene Brown's team and absolutely love that. Love the content and love the changes that I've seen in people that um, use, actually walk away and use the learning and put it in motion, that's so so empowering to see uh, for them and, and joyful for me. So I spend my time in that programming. We do a, um, manage, a leadership training for managers. We have a new cohort that start a cohort type program um, and mostly work with uh, executives and high mid-level leaders in building their leadership capabilities through uh, individual and group coaching.
1: And the best ways they could find you would just be directly on your website, give you a phone call, an email.
0: It's easiest to go through miseraccoaching.com. And, you know, everything's right there to find it.
1: Too easy. Love it. Too
2: easy. Mm
1: -hmm. Wendy, you kicked it off with the best question of the day. I'm going to throw it back to you. What about yourself?
2: Sure. Um, Very much like Leslie, but a little bit different. Um, I, a lot of my focus is on leadership training as well. but while Leslie does individual coaching more with the, the top uh, you know, tier, I'm, I thrive on working with managers and supervisors. Uh, I thrive on the, the folks that are, are literally dealing with the employees on a day to day basis. And, you know if somebody has been in management for 20 years or for two minutes, there's something to learn or something to be reminded of because we're in this new age right now that we need to be in tune with our employees and what their needs are now. So I do a lot of management leadership training. I've rolled out some programs online that um, companies or individuals can buy on their own. That is super, super affordable. Um, It's called effective people management crash course series and then I've written a couple of books that they're out there as well. Um, the other half, or I wouldn't even say half, probably 40% of what I do, is a lot of companies that don't have HR call me, and it's usually because people are leaving and they can't find people. And it's the funny thing is it's like the the solution, you know, you got to put out the fire at that moment. But the solution is everything we've talked about today, right? It's all about. Um, empowering leaders and leaders, empowering employees and trusting them and training them. And once you fix all that, which uh, doesn't happen overnight, it's not magical. Um, once you fix all that, though, guess what? The voluntary turnover, even the involuntary turnover tends to go away and then you don't need to recruit as much. So I love helping employers so much that they don't need me anymore. And that's usually my goal is you're not going to need me in three months. So you better get this. Listen to me because I don't want you to be paying me anymore. Uh, How people can find me is on any social media. I'm a LinkedIn junkie. So you could definitely find me on LinkedIn or on thehrlady.com.
0: Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.